Welcome back to AIM Infocast. This episode is the first of an AIMUG conference special series, and it is my great pleasure to start this off with an interaction with Mark Abshire, President AIMUG. Recently retired, he now consults on 3D printing. Mark has worked extensively with manufacturers in North America, Europe, and Asia to utilize additive manufacturing successfully in their business. Join me in this conversation where Mark shares his journey in the world of additive manufacturing, the secret sauce behind the success of AMUG, the challenges and advantages of volunteer-run initiatives, and the top three things Mark is looking forward to from this year's AMUG conference. Welcome to AM Infocast, Mark. It's great to have you on uh, our podcast. And before we you know, dive into the specifics, just would like to know uh, a little bit about you and how your interaction with AMUG. So, How's your journey been for you in the world of additive manufacturing and you know, when did you first interact with AMUG and how's your experience been? Thank you. The additive manufacturing, 3D printing, rapid prototyping, it's had all these names in the past, um, really started, I guess, with rapid prototyping. And the first equipment was actually patented in 1986. The first commercial machines became available in 1988. I was fortunate to work for a company. I was a, a machinist, toolmaker, and I worked for a company, Texas Instruments, who bought one of the first machines in 1988. Uh, I was asked, a senior machinist, if I was interested in running machine. I had uh, worked with lasers before. It was laser-driven stereolithography, and I had uh, worked with lasers um, because Texas Instruments was doing laser-guided missile systems at the time. So I had worked with those. And I was kind of asked to run the machine since I knew setup and I knew computers and stuff. So I said, sure, that sounds interesting. Well, it really was amazing to watch this little beam of light building parts when, when you'd been making chips most of your life uh, as a machinist. So by today's standards, the technology, I would say, was very crude, but it was a miracle at the time. And that's and that's true for anything when you look at uh, automobile, airplanes, things like that. Uh, they're amazing when they first take off, but then they're they're they're, cut, they're a little crude by today's standards. But yet we were um, impressed with it. We expanded at Texas Instruments uh, with seven machines. I went on uh, and this different technologies, I should say, and they're also as a fused deposition modeling FDM. We had those machines also that came out later, things like that. And then there came a point where I decided, um, even after 20 years with TI, that I wanted to become an application engineer and just teach others how to use the equipment. And that's where I really began uh, the, my whole career with AEM was actually uh, teaching others. I first got involved with the user group in 1991. Now, the user group started in 1988 uh, from about eight people, I think it was, that got together and decided to share their knowledge of this new technology. So this is brand new technology. People were, it was in the fall of 88, and they decided, you know, we need to get together and share our experiences, share our knowledge, and find out, you know, how we can make this work better for us. And that really has been the thrust of our conference every year, is how do we get together and make and get the most out of our equipment and things like that. That's really interesting. Thanks to uh, take us through uh, all those experiences right from 1980s. And it's good to see how it's de developed and evolved. 
and for emug today it's the emug conference is the gold standard in a way for forum for iot manufacturing industry so what's the secret for emug to be what it is today well there's really there's really a couple of secrets i guess the number one secret though and it won't be a secret anymore if i tell you but the number one secret is that it's um networking i would say because you get to meet people not just salespeople, but you get to meet other users that have the same technology as you. They're running machines and they have the same problems, the same issues. And they all discover workarounds or things like that. And so I don't have a problem calling up somebody that I've met in the past at AMUG and say, hey, I know you got the same machine I've got. Here's an issue I'm running into. And if they've got a solution, great. If they don't, it's always, well, thanks for letting me know. I'll look out for that. So it's it's really getting to know people. We force a, a networking in a sense that engineers by nature can be introverts. So Because we have a lot of engineers, designers, things like that there. So we have a uh, our lunches where you draw a ticket out of a fishbowl and you're forced to sit at that table. I shouldn't say forced. You're, you're encouraged to sit at that table. and now you've got surrounded with seven people uh, that you don't know or haven't met before. So you're not staying within your own boundaries. Uh, you may go with uh, other members of your company, but you're not going to be eating lunch with them necessarily and, and interfacing with them. So we get to meet people during our lunches. All of our activities are made to be networking activities. We have evening activities, things like that, and they're all made to meet people and learn. Now, that's the primary secret of, of networking. The second one is uh, a volunteer staff. We have people that truly have a passion for this, and they don't mind sharing their time. I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid, and we share our time for this. But that's really uh, exciting to know, and it's it's really you are pushing the boundaries in terms of networking, right? Because as you mentioned, it, it pushes or encourages people to network more, and that's how this technology grows. I think uh, you know people talk more and exchange ideas. Some new uh, developments come out of that. So I think that's a great foundation for the success of uh, the IMU conference. And as you said, you know it's it's entirely a volunteer-run exercise. So what are the major challenges or advantages to this? Because people would have full-time roles where they are really uh, pressed for time. So what's the major challenges, advantages you see with the EMU conference being volunteer run? Being, being volunteers, it, it, it's a great way to share the skills that you have outside of work. If you're a user, you're an owner-operator, and you like uh, marketing or have an interest in marketing, this is a great way to share those skills that you don't necessarily get to share at your regular office uh, job. So we take advantage of that, of what people's interests are, to let them contribute to us. We have about 20 different committees, and these are all, and everyone's a volunteer on these committees. So we have about 20 committees, and they average about five people apiece on them. So you're looking at a uh, hundred volunteers out here. Uh, we try to keep people limited to where they only serve on two committees because we don't want, we want to give everybody a, an opportunity out there too to contribute. Uh, fortunately, we have a plethora, an abundance of volunteers and not everybody that volunteers can always get on a committee sometimes, but we have been very fortunate to have that abundance of people that want to share and want to contribute. Now then, 
there is a time commitment to that. And that is the biggest challenge is coordinating time and different schedules of people because they all have, have regular jobs or most of them, I should say I, I'm retired. So I get to spend more time, but um, most of them have regular jobs and they should, uh, they need to allot their time with their company's support. So we do ask them to get their company's support as a volunteer also. Uh, our board of directors are all volunteers. We do have some paid contractors. Of course, you know, it helps set up our booths for our expo, things like that. We have paid contractor, a consultant for strategy, uh, operations managers, things like that. But even those are managed by volunteers. So for that reason, you know, it truly is a, a volunteer organization. Now, the one thing that really makes AMUG the gold standard is because we're volunteers, because we're owners and operators of equipment, we know what presentations we would like to see at a conference. So these volunteers, they go through, submit presentations. Uh, well, anybody can submit presentations, but the volunteers review them and say, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a sales pitch. We throw it out. If it's something that's an interesting application that is unique, hasn't been done before, we put that in. Sometimes it's a repeat presentation, a basic, because we're always bringing new people in every year. We need to start at the basic level for some people, you know, even if it's just as simple as reading how to read a micrometer, you know, not everybody has that skill or knowledge. So we start at a very basic level. It's, it's your choice whether to take that basic class or not. And all our classes, all our workshops are free. Well, that's really great. I think it's really you know, great that the volunteer model is working and people are really actively putting in their time to further grow this industry. And I think that's that's really good to see. So with the AMO conference now, maybe close to a month away, what are the top three things you are looking forward from this year's AMO conference? And what's your advice to first-timers joining this year? Because it's definitely exciting for me because for someone like me, I might be the first time joining AMO this year. So what, what's your advice to first-timers? Let me give you the things I'm looking for because these are some of the things the first-timers should be looking for too. I look forward to the technical competition. I think we're the only organization that has a uh, technical competition where we actually compete against each other uh, to show off our skills. We uh, we have a couple of categories. We have the um, uh, advanced finishing category for people that you know can really polish up, paint apart, things like that. We also have an advanced concepts. This is the one that I, I really like is advanced concepts because now you get to see new applications that are being discovered out there and you see things that are like, hmm, that's something we could use at our uh, facility and build upon. So I like that. And then we also have a third category, which is the people's choice category, where our users actually vote on what they think is the best technical competition entry uh, out there. So first time users, need to go by and see that technical competition. The uh, other thing that's really important, I think, are our keynote speakers and our um, uh, innovator showcase. Those are our morning sessions. And that is where you're going to find out some of the interesting things about people that have uh, been uh, our innovator showcase is going to be a person that has contributed to the industry over a long period of time. It can be a past. We've had people that were inventors of the technology. Uh, 
this time it's somebody that has been more in the background, Diana Kalis. She's been more in the background of this, but she was a, been an early contributor to our user group uh, in the very first days. So she's been at a long time. Our keynote speakers, we've got a couple of gentlemen uh, speaking that actually are diverse in their fields. Uh, one's an architect, one's in the medical industry, and they met at AMUG, and then they found a project to collaborate on, and they're going to be presenting that. So you, this is a, a success story of the networking. So that'll be interesting. And then we have uh, the company Launcher, Max Hot, is um, going to be speaking and talking about how they use additive manufacturing in the uh, space industry. So we've got a little bit of the past, the present and the future in there, all working together uh, at our uh, conference. So those are really important to see. And probably the third thing that I want to encourage uh, first timers to see, and it's very popular with our users, are our workshops. We have some hands-on workshops. You have uh, silicone molding, for example, where it'll be a, a two-day class where you'll actually take a 3D printed part and learn how to do a silicon mold and, and pour urethane in it. We've actually got a foundry in a box, we call it. You're going to heat up metal and you're going to take that metal and we're going to pour it into a casting right there at the hotel. So we're going to be pouring castings uh, that you can actually take home with you and, and see the process of making a casting. Now, from our perspective as a user, we don't always make castings. We make our facility, we may not even use castings, but knowing the process of how it's done, why it's done, where it's advantageous, these are things that we need to know so that we can incorporate them and bring them back to our companies and, and show them, hey, in this application, we might want to cast it, things like that. So those are important. We even have workshops on support removal. I mean, there's so many different type technologies out there on building supports for your structures and things like that and how to finish parts, thing, uh, those things. And these are all included in the price. They're, they're, they're inclusive, so it's not like it's an extra workshop. But those are really interesting things to see. Now, for our first-time users, they're going to get a badge and it's going to have a red stripe. And, and yes, we single out our first-time users. And we do that to make sure that everyone knows to make them a little more welcome, that they're going to have a few more questions and they're going to need a few more directions on where to go next. So we do have our uh, first timers badges uh, singled out. It also has, we have a first timer committee and these guys will be wearing red shirts and they're going to be there just to answer questions and make sure that the first timers are included and, and aware of things that are going on. That's really great, and it looks uh, quite exciting. And I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to be at AMUG uh, this year, and I look forward to meeting all of you and having those uh, networking opportunities. Yeah, it'll certainly be a big year for us, especially after COVID. Here, people are getting out more. We've already uh, got quite a few um, registrations. We're expecting a lot more. People seem to procrastinate, so I'm sure we'll get a lot more. Well, that's good. So, Mark, thanks for joining us for AM Infocast today. And we look forward to interacting with you further. Thank you very much for having me. I hope to see you and everyone else out there at our uh, AMUG 2023 conference. Thank you for tuning in for part one of this AMUG special episode series of AM Infocast. 
Stay tuned for more interesting and insightful conversations on what is in store at the AMAC Conference 2023.